Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I am Sam Nifty. Did I say what? Welcome along to the Ripley Odyssey. We're going through the... um, We're randomly going through... The Ripley's Believe It or Not 2021, um, scattering ourselves hither and thither mm. throughout its pages as selected by the Sp- random page generator. Spraying our attention randomly. Yeah. Spraying our thoughts mm. and feelings about it. I've just opened it randomly, actually, at one of my favourite ever pictures, but I'm not allowed to talk about it unless it gets selected by the, uh, by the, the random number generator. But here's hoping for one four six. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, right. What's it got for us? Here we go. Generate us a number. Oh, page forty five. Page forty five. Oh, this is equally good. <laughs> um, page forty five. It says Carnival of Yetis. Oh yeah. Look at Carnival those guys. Yetis. It's talking our language here, Sir John Ripley. Fucking hell. This is fucking this mad. About? Uh, it's from, oh, it's Eastern Macedonia. Of Fantastic. One it of says, the maddest places year, in the world. Definitely. Each year, Yetis flood Ratevo, near the town of Berovo in Eastern Macedonia, for an epic battle against evil. Oh, yeah. let's find out more. It <laughs> says... Like Halloween, where ghoulish costumes and jack-o'-lanterns scare away spirits during the witching hour, the Macedonian Carnival of Yetis involves <laughs> dressing like monsters yeah. to expel the nefarious forces of winter. And they've dressed... Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they look like proper animal skins they're wearing there. Yeah, they're One like... It's, it's really hard to describe. It's slightly reminiscent of the sort of vibe you get when you watch American... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where they're like wearing yeah. who was it? Was it Ted Bundy who used to like enjoy wearing his victim skins uh, on himself? I'm not sure. Ah, well, I'm not sure. Something that the old uh, serial killer community go mm. in for certain sub mm. sub genre of it. And it's a bit like that. I think the lad on um, Silence of the Lambs lad did it, didn't he? Yeah, he loved he was it. Into the skin wearing stuff, yeah, yeah. And these guys have done it with animals, but it's great because they're wearing the full face. Like really weird, yeah. grotesque, sort of slightly rotted, distorted animal skins yeah. upon their faces with eye 
iron mouth holes um, cut yeah. out. And horns. Horns. There's a, uh, the, the fella on the right's got a sort of a mix and match thing going on. He seems to have, uh, a, is that a polar bear head? It, it, and then he's got lots of different then elements from it, other animals. He's got like a bison skull complete with horns. And then mm-hmm. it, the, he looks a bit like a massive owl as well, doesn't he? <laughs> it's really it mad. It's mad and disturbing. But it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Like so many that, mad and disturbing things do. Yeah, is that a tail that he's got sticking down on something, the, on the something ground? Something in the back, a claw the back, the end? yeah. Fucking hell. That's great. Um, it's not very politically correct, obviously. To wear animal fur, no. Genuine animal skins. Uh, you know, that's not that's frowned upon these days. It says temperatures in this mountainous region average between minus four and minus 22 Fahrenheit, which is minus 20 to 30 degrees Celsius, as I believe they say now. It used to be centigrade. Don't know who changed that or when or why. Same um, people who fucking changed Norwich Union to Aviva, mate. Probably some probably, big, yeah, and big changed, advertising um, agency charged like £100 million or something. Yeah, and they changed GIF to SIF, mm. didn't they? Yeah. For some reason. Um, yeah, same round of round of cuts um yeah minus 20 to minus 30 during the october festival god that's just in october which means piling on plenty of furs and it says creepy masks complete the look resulting in creatures that could occupy more than a few branches of bigfoot's family tree struggling (laughs) the writer struggles sometimes when they try to put jokes Mm. in it's like you know leave that to us in fact, we're available. Yeah. We, we've boosted the sales well, of this book fucking tenfold, I imagine, since we started completely. doing this last year. Completely. And, you know, really all we want is great images and hard facts. If there's editorialisation mm. or funny wry sideways mm. looks... Sideways looks, yeah. Then yeah. that's that's we're our stocking trade, the old sideways look, it's isn't it? expertise, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, totally. So these fellas, they're, uh, they're standing... Well, they're socially distanced but they're touching each other at arm's length. Um, and they are, as it says, expelling the nefarious forces of winter. I don't know if it works. I, uh, you know, I'd like Doesn't to look like it, because the there's, the, there's the fucking snow everywhere. Yeah. Does it all melt the same day? I don't know. I doubt it. But Carnival of Yetis. Uh, are we allowed to look at the adjoining page? Yeah, well, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. So let's just what talk about it. Well, this coloured ice... Is really interesting. Mm. There's two. This is this sort of whole spread is to do with winter, um, because yeah. we've just talked about these animal men, and then on the other side, there's uh, two different sort of uh, what you'd call ice phenomena, strange ice phenomena. At the bottom, it says yeah. ice tree. Uh, for 58 years, one family in India. It says move over, Elsa, which is a frozen reference. Um, again, not necessary. Yeah. For 58 years, one family in Indianapolis has created a 75-foot-tall frozen tree using food colouring and a garden hose. All right. (laughs) I've got to use the hose. Turn the hose on it. When I looked at this, what I thought and hoped was that this was a naturally occurring phenomena at some part of the world where ice grew in bright red and blue shards. (laughs) Right, because it looks a bit like Superman's Fortress of Solitude. You know, Superman's rig that he goes off to. Yes. Um, But no, 
they've just sometimes I've got to say this Ripley's has the ability to amaze of course it has mm. I mean some days you're just jaw dropping but it's a big book there's quite a few hundred pages right and I feel that on some pages they're chancing their arm a bit with the old believe it or not thing do you know what I mean because some yeah. pages, I mean, that, these Macedonian fellas dressed up in the animal skins, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty outrageous, right? And various mm. other things we've talked about, like that dog we saw last week with a sort of a tail growing out of his head. That was, you know, you're like, that wow, this yeah. is amazing, right? But this is an example of it's where you look at it and you go, fucking hell, this looks mad. I've never seen ice that colour before. How does that happen? Get ready for some fucking hardcore geology, Right. Yeah. Then you read it, oh, it's just some fucking family who get some food colouring, mix it with water, and then spray the ice with a hose. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. that's like going, I mean, you're, you're not far from saying, look at this wall in East London. <laughs> it's not the usual colour of brick. It's got paintings all over it. That's because some kids came along with what's called spray paint and sprayed shapes and drawings <laughs> on it. It's not... Yeah. It's not, exactly that. you know, all this kind of believe it or not. Well, yeah, I do believe it. It's wholly believable. Some people have Completely chucked some food dye onto ice. So scrap that. I'm not happy with that. But above it, there's snow yeah. spikes, which looks like a hot desert, not unlike Tatooine out of Star Wars. But in the middle of this desert, there's a load of blocks of ice growing out of the ground. Let's see why. A feature of high-altitude glaciers, um, pen- penitentes occur in the dry Andes and can reach up to 16 foot tall. First described by uh, Charles Darwin, of course, in 1839. Mm. Scientists are still debating why and how these spectacular blades of ice form. What, still now? 1839? Mate, COVID only came out a year ago, and the scientists have already fucking made up a cure for it. Well, have a look. Can you go offer an explanation for that? Because as you've said, it looks like a desertless area. Mm. Desertless, is that a word? Mm. But there's these spikes of snow and ice sticking up. I can't figure it out. The correct term is deserty. It's deserty. Deserty. Yeah. It's all deserty. Um, It's all deserty. I can't know. I I don't know, but I'm not a qualified scientist. If I'd been through... If I'd even done my open university science course, then I would expect to be able to conjure some form of explanation for well, it. Okay. Well, I, I'm choosing to... I, I do believe it, but I can barely believe it, let's say, with that one. It seems in, in, impossible, but it seems to be happening. It's like, I mean, I've just been watching um, Professor Brian Cox there on the telly before we recorded this, mm. doing his Planet Show. I've said this before, but every time he says something, I find myself thinking, well, fucking prove it, mate. Mm. You said something. You've told me about something that happens with like, gases and that in the um, surrounding areas of Venus. But we've only got your word for it, haven't we? You know, he'd, he'd, he'll say it and we're like, oh, all right then. Yeah, that's a fact. Well, I've it? always thought that about him. It. My attitude to him is fucking prove it, mate. Very often. Yeah, exactly. If, if you just say, look, space is amazing. If you took the whole of space and wrapped it all up, it would need a box the size of mm. Mount Everest to fit in. That's how big it is. Mm. Right. Prove it, you can't. Yeah. Or you go, you know how Shows long it would take to go from here to Mars? It would take like a million days. And <laughs> and that, and only then if you were travelling in a, in a spaceship that were like twice as fast as Con- Concorde. Right. <laughs> 
and you're like, yeah. fuck's sake. You just made that up, you cunt. Yeah, you go, yeah. you're the, you're the bloke out done? of D-Ream, right? I <laughs> exactly. mean, why should exactly. I fucking believe any of this? Explain it. Explain it's it. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but he's always going to be doubted because he was the keyboardist in D-Ream. He's got that around his neck. It's a millstone. It is his fault. He didn't have... If he wanted to be taken seriously as a, as a space scientist, which is what he now yeah. goes around claiming he is, right, he should have thought ahead and not joined D-Ream. But was the D-Ream thing not, not just like, you know, when you're a student, just you get a part-time job to keep you going? Mm. Yeah. Was it not that? And it got out of hand. <laughs> I mean, D-Ream of, didn't start me. out massive, it, did they? It did get out of hand fucking fast. D-Ream you're got right. right out of hand. <laughs> ended did. up with fucking New Labour's anthem, didn't it? They fucking brought in New Labour. It was incredible. <laughs> um, so, but then again, you've got to look at it this way. Without D-Ream, would there have been Euro 96? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, so. Well, it was already planned, wasn't it? The, the, I mean, the song was out in 94, I think, or 93. Mm. And then Euro 96 happened and Labour got it in 97. But it was all con- it all that- contributed to the general atmosphere that, you know, presided yeah. over all of us in the mid nineties. Mm. Of it was, it was our anthem everywhere we went, wasn't it? Things can only things get better. Things can only get better. No one had thought. Well, that no, before. until Euro '96 happened, because at the point at and which I was sat better. there watching mm. Teddy Sheringham and Gazza and everyone do the dentist chair, I turned yeah. to my assembled friends and family who I was watching it with, and I said, "Friends, this is what Doreen was singing about." All that time when we were still living under the yoke of the Conservative government, John Major, right, and, and his, his hotline, his flawed back to basics pl- strategy <laughs> for national revival, we he, they kept promising us that things can only go. Uh, well, now we have reached a point where things will never ever get better yeah. than this. So ditch the song, and actually, Very Labour got young. elected the following year. And I, although, you know, I was right behind the Blair project back back then, yeah. I did have oh, my doubts. Yeah. Maybe I should have, I mean, you know that I foresaw 9-11. Maybe I should have foresaw the war and everything because when they were singing things from there and get better, I'm thinking, well, I fucking doubt it, mate. Because it was, because yeah. last summer I saw us beat, Scot- I saw England beat Scotland, followed by Gaza yeah. reenacting the dentist chair drinking game. Yeah. That they'd been exposed, and and I, I've all, I very much doubt things are going to go upwards. I, ve- I doubt things are going to be on an upward trajectory from there. And I was dead right. Do you, do you not think that the four-one win against Holland was even higher up than the dentist chair? I prefer the dentist chair. Well, yeah, the other thing's good for, for you, football, but the dentist chair sort of transcended the game of football, didn't it? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know we have we're, we're friends of Scotland. We like to think of ourselves as friends of Scotland, and the whole mm. kind of England Scotland thing. I always feel on the wrong side of because I can, you know, very. I can I can totally appreciate the um, yeah the hatred of England. Like, for instance, in rugby, yeah. which obviously I'm not a fan of, but I will always support instinctively whichever one of the home nations is playing against England, right? So I get all of right. that. Nevertheless, in that Euro 96 game, it was the fact that Gaza scored such an outrageous fucking all right cunt skull <laughs> and then <laughs> celebrated it like that. I mean, it was yeah. special. Anyway, 
That's it Brian. It was cocaine football, wasn't it? It was cocaine football. That's Brian Cox for you, though. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Jalapeño. I went on Radio 4 in the morning. This is a bit of a like... Jesus. Me, once in a while, probably about, I would say, half a dozen times in my life, I've been invited on the Today programme to talk about a variety of subjects. But if I get asked on the Today programme, it's one of the things that I'll, I'll fucking drop everything to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't get paid much. I think you sort of get paid some weird arbitrary amount that you receive months later, right? Yeah. But I, the kudos. I am there for the fucking Today programme. That is like the poshest thing you can do, right? And you get, like, texts and emails from people you haven't heard from in years. Or people who wouldn't even fucking look twice at you. The day you're on the Today programme, even if you're on talking about this fucking stupid story at the end, which, let's be honest, Mm. I usually have been, right? That's what you're there for. They'll go... Oh, I heard you. You'll get a text. I heard you on the Today program. It was wonderful to hear your voice on the Today (laughs) programme. Right? And you're like, yeah, that's right, cunts. I'm on the fucking Today programme. How do you like me now? that terrible oik I used to know has been legitimized by Radio 4. <laughs> yeah. I must drop him a text. Welcome him into the phone. Exactly. So I'll always fucking do it, right? Because I crave acceptance, right? And you do. And, yeah. um, and, but I went on it because they were talking about bringing back the sky at night. And I fuck knows how I got the fucking... What was, what, what was your outlook? No! like... <laughs> Yeah, they're Absolutely bringing back not. this guy, right? See if Sam Delaney's available. We need his opinion, right? <laughs> so I've just got to go. Hi, it's Tristram. I am an assistant producer from the Today program on Radio Four. This is me. Yeah, I'll do it. What? What? <laughs> I'll do it. whatever it is, mate. I'll do it. But I just want to explain to you. Look, I don't care. I'll work it out when I get there. What? What I'm going to say? Don't worry about that. I'm never. I'm not going to fucking dry. Trust me. <laughs> now here's the address Actually, for no. the taxi. Any, anything except Holocaust denial and nonsense. I'll do it. <laughs> I will not defame the good name of Lady Diana Spencer. That is one thing I've been asked again and again to do, and I refuse. Um, especially for the sort of fees you're paying. Right? You'd have to go way up. <laughs> Right, <laughs> no, but I went on, and I can't remember really what why I was in, but there was someone else on it as well, and I just said, "Yeah, Sky at night, Patrick Moore." It was something like, "Can it be done without Patrick Moore?" Was it all about Patrick right, yeah, Moore? Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, Patrick Moore was a wonderful bloke." Blah blah blah. Although, 
my wife mentioned the other night that she thought he had a reputation of being a dick, but whatever. Patrick, I mean, fucking come on. What a madman, right? Yeah. So I'm like... I would imagine he probably was a dick. Yeah, maybe, but well, Patrick Moore, not. come on. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah. Just some, like, nutter who's banging to space just on your TV, shouting like that about space with a mad eye, right? <laughs> um, so I went on, I went, yeah, okay, Patrick Moore, blah, blah, blah. Said whatever I had to say. I can't remember what it was, but it all went off. I didn't offend an entire industry or tell an inappropriate no. anecdote about killing a cat. Nothing like that. Well, that's uh, good. So I've left the studio because the other thing is I will always go in. I mean, not now in COVID, but if mm. they ask me on, I'll be like, they said, well, we could. They say, oh, we can. There's none of this. We'll do it on the blower. Like when you do talk sport. Well, we're fine to do it whilst you're driving along a really bad line with only two bars of signal, <laughs> right? None of that. They're like, <laughs> yeah. if you can't come in, we will send a radio car, right? Oh, the radio car, And I've yeah. been in the radio car loads. And one time I was having a pizza. This is for another Radio 4 thing in the middle of the day. And I sort of went to them, well, I'll do it, mate, but I'm having the pizza with the kids at the moment, to be honest. And they said, oh, we can send the radio car. Tell us where you are. And they fucking sent a radio car to outside the Pizza Express, mate. Right? But you absolutely must not take your pizza into the radio <laughs> car. That is forbidden. My mate, the pizza while I'm talking. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh! Oh my god! No food Wait. or drink in the radio car! What kind of pizza is it? It's a Hawaiian! Oh! <laughs> pineapple! Yeah, but you said you were in a Pizza Express now, but I'll bring my own pineapple with me because I don't do it there, so I'll bring a tin of it. <laughs> I'll, bring a t- I'll bring a catalogue. I'll the ham pizza. And then I open the can and I just tip all my pineapple on top of it, see? I, I open the can in the bog and I drag the juice out in the sink and then I take it back and just tip it on the pizza. <laughs> they can't stop me. It's all right, they don't mind. Well, not well, what I've got to anyway. They don't mind a bit, but not, I told them there's nothing I can do. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> anyway, if we could just get back to the subject, lady. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I just said, saying. He I said, said that's what you call look, a life back. bill here. I says the billy is going to come to nearly 60 quid, so stop fucking whinging. <laughs> what, you want me to pay fucking corkage on my pineapple? That's my fucking pineapple. <laughs> A man's free to take his pineapple wherever he wants, you can. I don't see nothing on the menu about corkage fees, you can. <laughs> Mind you. <laughs> the problem was I couldn't get any of the pineapple chunks so I had to get pineapple rings and they look fucking well moody on the pizza to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get in natural juice it was only in syrup but to be honest that made it nicer it's like your mane and your pudding all at once <laughs> so obviously I ruined that Radio 4 show no, but oh, I, I, yeah. on the day of the doing, the, I went into the studio to do the um, Sky at Night thing, and then I fucked mm. off, and uh, and they said, um, and I thought, right, I've got off scot free there, brilliant. I mm. switched my phone on. All the <laughs> all the posh cunts who hadn't spoken to me in years, like, oh, I heard you on video four, or a couple of people went. My mum just texted me to say, is that your? <laughs> Alan, didn't you say you had a, a little friend called Sandy Lady? I just heard someone called Sandy Lady on my wireless. Maybe, Perhaps it's a different one. Maybe it's an appropriate friend after all. Right. Anyway, 
I thought, I've got away fucking scot-free here. Brilliant. I'll get the check in the post. I've been on Radio <laughs> 4. What a great start to the day. And you finish so early, it's still only nine when you're yeah. leaving broadcasting house. So you've got a whole day of other stuff ahead of you, right? Lovely jubbly. Yeah. But then, oh, my mate Dave Whitehouse, who we've talked about a lot before on the podcast, he fucking mm-hmm. t- tweeted me something facetious like, right. if you love space so much, why don't you marry it? Yeah. It was probably that, right? And I've yeah, yeah. gone back to him, blah, blah, blah. And he's gone back, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I'm still feeling excitable and um, invigorated by having been on the Today programme yeah. and chatting to John Humphreys. And so the the banter, let's say, between me and Dave have, has escalated. And I have I can't remember how or why, but I've ended up claiming that Patrick Moore would have liked to have bummed the moon. I don't know why. It just seems funny. I was just going to say, did did the band escalate to a non-Radio 4 level? Yeah. Oh, immediately. And I, you know, it's like sometimes on Twitter, you're chatting with someone, you don't realise that other people are looking. You can accidentally slip yeah. into that and you think, I'm just this having a bit thing. of a bad yeah. with me, mate, David. Yeah, I, you, when it's not an actual tweet pronouncement, when it's just a conversation yeah, between two chat. people. And I think, you who are you fucking weirdos it, yeah. looking at a conversation anyway? Right? Get your own exactly, conversation. Yeah. Right? Off. So I've gone Patrick Moore wanted to bum the moon or something along those. It was yeah. definitely to do with him bumming yeah. the moon. And that was well, that, as far as yeah. I was concerned. Next thing I know, my agent, I had an agent at the time. Now, at the time, I was a semi-regular on BBC London, mm. right? I used to cover mm. a lot of shows on BBC London, maybe mainly Robert mm. Elms, right? Hello, London, yeah. in the in the afternoon. <laughs> Hello, London, <laughs> right? And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, I'm reading a book at the minute which which features Robert Elms oh, yeah. quite heavily. Oh, is that the Dylan it's Jones? Dylan book? Jones's um, yeah, new romantic yeah. thing. Yeah, Robert Robert Elms will be heavily in that. He was a he's all over it. Very like major a figure. Rash. Yeah, very major figure in the new romantic scene. I think um, that's what he says in it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, anyway, um, no, I mean Robert mm. Elms. I, I I like Robert. I'm nothing against him. Anyway, the point was, I was I was. Uh, I, I got a fucking call from the agent saying, right, the, the boss at BBC London has been in touch. Yeah. There has been a yeah. huge number of complaints, right? Whoa. Um, on Twitter. About your tweet. About you saying something inappropriate about the late Patrick Moore. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck off. Fucking <laughs> hell. Unbelievable, right? Um mm. Yeah, and people have gone mental at me because what happened was a lot. Anyone who follows me on Twitter would know. Oh, he's a stupid cunt, right? That's just yeah. He's yeah. he's liable to come out of all sorts of bollocks. Just ignore him. These things can escalate, though. Right? These things can escalate. Well, Sam, as we both as we know, know to our cost. But the problem was, I think, that by being on Radio Four, other people who would not usually give me the time mm. of day, quite rightly. Right, yeah. I've gone, yeah. oh, oh, I'll look at him on Twitter. And the first thing they say is, oh, he sounded quite, because I probably put on quite a good act, you know. I can talk posh when it yeah. suits me, you know, and, and use fancy words. And so they probably, yeah, he sounded quite compelling. I'll look at him on the Twitters. And they've looked on it, and the first thing they see is me going, yeah, Patrick, well, probably want to ban the moan, innit? 
right? Oh, oh my goodness oh my. gracious. Right, so all these space fanatics started having a pop at me on Twitter, and I think I might have responded uh, in the first instance, yeah, fuck off, you fucking nerds, or something like that. And then I realised it got pretty serious. And then they're going, well, we may complain to your BBC bosses. If this is your attitude, and I've gone, what fucking BBC bosses? I ain't got no BBC bosses. I'm a lone wolf, see? Right? Oh, freelancer. And then I realised, oh, no, fuck, I do have BBC bosses. They're just not those bosses. And then he's gone, and I thought, what's this? I'm only a freelance. What's he want to have a word with me about? And and I said, I don't want to speak to him, make an excuse. So he's written an email explaining to me what my responsibilities are as an occasional Mm. BBC broadcaster to not say things like that about Patrick Moore. Fuck me, it escalated and escalated. And you know he was fucking laughing and laughing and loves it and still brings out to this day? Day fucking White House. White House. He was so yeah. proud of himself yeah. because he lured me into that trap. Probably the whole thing was planned. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. But, um, I mean, it's it's kind of good that you've now got this outlet where we don't have any bosses on this podcast. Mm. We are our own bosses and we can kind of do what we want. Well, I was thinking reason. about Pharmacy Gate, which I think the year anniversary is round about this week. I was thinking about the other day mm. and I remember your initial analysis when I told you about it was, was quite correct. Because you said, I think you've got too used to doing this podcast where, where you literally <laughs> just have, say any shit that passes through your head and yeah. no one seems to care. And you've been doing it so regularly that now you walk mm. into other normal parts of life, human yeah. amongst normal human beings, the, and you the feel real that, world. and yeah. you feel that you can behave in that manner because you've got too used to it. <laughs> and I thought that's exactly yeah, right definitely. because I. I was used to be broadcasting at a more sort of, let's say, professional level where you sort of have a, a kind of, you develop, don't you, as you've done as well. So you do sort of, in, yeah. it, you develop a, an instinctive sort of filter to a degree, don't you? Mm. There's, there's, there's rules and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Ofcom, et cetera. And that's all gone out yeah. the window now. And so if anyone yeah, invites completely. us on, woe betide. Funny enough, as you're saying this, TalkSport just asked me on, which is weird because the text came through just as I said, ah, fucking TalkSport, getting you on a two-bar line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't been asked to do TalkSport together since that last time when since, we... Um, since we did the best call of all compare, time. We try to compare uh, Reg Varney and Paul Scholes. Mate, what... Their levels of political correctness. What a brilliant way to go out, though. TalkSport was totally, going yeah. through changes at that time, right? And I think mm-hmm. there was a new boss came in, and so... A new culture. Th- there was always likely to be changes, and that's fine. Institutions have to change. They have to move with the times, right? And if I've been yeah. the boss, if I'm honest, yeah, one of the first things I would have done would have been get Delaney off, right? <laughs> Right, and uh, but and his northern monkey pal, yeah, a fucking couple of clowns. I just tuned in, and they've done. They've fucking built the whole show around a, sat- a Friday night show. They built the whole thing around comparing Reg Varney to Paul Skulls, and I would have been. Listen, mate, you you scoff, but we had fucking loads of phone calls and texts about that, and we did a poll, poll that had some like a thousand votes in it. But yeah, what a way to just go! Just to show this. There's different ways of doing things. There's not always a right way or a wrong way to do things. No. And um, it's, it's their loss, basically. Sometimes you've got to follow your gut. 
Yeah. If there's any kids so, listening, um, you know, don't let society beat that out of you or scare you into mm. playing by their rules, you know? Sometimes you just got to go, you know what? I don't want to do a phone-in about whether England mm-hmm. should play three or four at the back because that's dull. Yeah. What I really want to do is compare, do a massive phone-in about who was better, Reg Varney or Paul Skulls. <laughs> and if, as a result of that, the the new boss says, I don't want those guys on my station anymore, they're making mm-hmm. a mockery of it, then so be it. Yeah. You know, you can walk away with your head held this high. Is, this is talk sport, not talk shit. <laughs> Remove them from the building. <laughs> Send security. Have them put all of their belongings into a box and have them frog marched out of the building. <laughs> Confiscate their passes. They ain't got passes. They just come in there and again. <laughs> they just seem to know the lady on reception. She lets them through. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, right. Should we do another quick random page before there, we go? There was a time though, when, um, around about the time when we started this, but for quite a number of years, before Talksport was owned by Murdoch and went into a big fence building, that we. <laughs> The building where talk from which Talksport was transmitted, we just used as like our personal home, personal kingdom, wasn't it? Yeah, just, just go roaming and out as you please. Use the facilities. Yeah. Have your mates over. Yeah, I used to have mates over there. Yeah, those were the yeah, days. Pretty much. <laughs> it was my HQ whenever I was in London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just meet me at Talksport. <laughs> Should I give my name reception? No, don't mind about that. Just walk in, mate. And now, to get in, you've got to get searched for one of those yeah. metal detector things, they, haven't they you? Want to take probe, an X-ray of your body. They, they want to probe your bum hole if you want to get in now. Yeah. Um, where, where were we at? Was the random number generated? Oh, fuck it. Let's just end it there. It's been good. Let's go out on a high. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it from this episode of Ripley's. Um, we did a bit of Ripley's. Um, didn't do much, but there you go. That's how it works. Back with more next week. Farewell. Goodbye.